those experiences and those challenges and those first times, yes, they're stressful, but I would say to you, they also offer the most opportunity for growth. You're sitting at your kitchen table, sipping on a cup of strong, freshly brewed coffee, when it suddenly occurs to you that you haven't seen the inside of a KPMG office in about a year, maybe longer, you've lost track. And while you certainly appreciate being able to do a load of laundry or walk your dog in between meetings, you also miss being able to stop by someone's desk to hash out an idea or just get lunch together. So you're torn. When does it make sense to stay home and do the work? And when does it make sense to come into a KPMG office? We'll be talking about that very question and more. I'm Joe DeProspero, and this is the Montville Muse. Hello, Montvale. Welcome back to the Montvale Muse. Uh, to say it's been a while would be an understatement. I am really thrilled to be back behind the microphone, relaunching the podcast series that's been on a bit of a hiatus. And we're back with a really big guest, who we'll get to in a minute. But first, a word or two about the future of this podcast series. As regular listeners know, uh, this series has traditionally concentrated on one individual, one singular story that spoke to the perseverance and fortitude of your colleagues here in Montvale. But what I'm looking to do is to include more of your voices, more of your stories. So although today's episode is with one person, our OMP, Corey Munoz, I imagine the Montville Muse becoming a place where each episode becomes a springboard for various voices to be heard, to discuss a wide range of topics that aim to inform and inspire our people. So that's coming soon. But for now, here's my interview with Corey, where we discuss Flex with Purpose, the importance of intentionality in our new hybrid culture, and when it makes sense to come into the office, and when it doesn't. I am so happy to finally be back in a KPMG office, recording a podcast in person, which I don't get to do as often as I once did, but even happier because I'm here for a great reason. I'm seated across from our esteemed OMP, Corey Munoz. Corey, thanks so much for joining me and bringing the podcast back to life together. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. This is actually my first podcast I've ever recorded. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. See, you're a maiden podcaster. I, I appreciate me being the one to uh, yes. to bring you to the microphone for the for the first time for our podcast, and I'm sure our people will appreciate that as well. So, uh, Corey, I'm, I'm not breaking any ground here, but March 2020 clearly changed the game for for in a number of ways for a number of reasons. It, it changed our routines completely. I remember early 2021 coming back into the office for the first time and going to my wife and saying, like, I'm excited. This is like the first day of school. Like, finally going back, I got dressed for the first time, got dressed up in, like, khakis, I think, in a, in a, in a jacket <laughs> like I'm wearing today. And I remember walking into the office, and I think I saw, like, a tumbleweed blow past me because there were so <laughs> few people in the office at that time this was naive of me to think I was going to walk in and I'm going to see all of my favorite colleagues and we're going to go to lunch. It's going to be just like it was before because obviously things have changed so much. Yeah. And um, yeah, for various reasons, people weren't back in yet. We're, we're in the midst of adapting to this new hybrid model. And in its ideal state, how do you see this hybrid model working for Montville? Well, Joe, I think that's a great first question to start off with. And I like your example and your story about the experience because I think it highlights an important part of our journey in, in hybrid working. I, you know, we used to talk about, we can't wait to, to things go back to the way they were. And I think we've all kind of realized that that's not going to happen. Yeah. And so the hybrid working model, flex with purpose model, 
is kind of our path forward, right? So I'm going to talk a little bit about what it could be when we fast forward it to the future. You know, right now, Montbell is still operating in mostly a fully remote environment. Most employees are hybrid, but to your point, you know, people are coming in a few days a week, those sort of things. It's not really that consistent, right? We've, we've all settled in on our own new routines, working from home. You know, we've shown that we can work effectively from home, right, over the last couple of years. So sure. it kind of starts to beg the question, why would you come back into the office? And I think that's what's top of mind for most folks. And, you know, certainly when we talk about, you know, flex with purpose, that's really what I've been focusing in on as, as OMP. Like, what does that mean for us at Montbell, in, in Montbell, and, and really working with, with the leaders across across the, the community. And so I do think that, you know, as we think about adjusting our styles and how that works in the future, there is going to be an opportunity to come in more, more frequently. And it's not just because, you know, you can be more productive in the office, as I mentioned before, you know, we've shown that we can be productive at home. But it's more about, you know, having a consistent rhythm has benefits to you and your career here at the firm. And so there are more things, more intangible things like, you know, exposure to different people, building your community, building your network, um, getting involved in community events, right? Getting involved in BRGs and all these outstanding groups that we have in the firm. And so, you know, those hallway water cooler conversations that we used to have, they're critical for building your network, opening opportunities for maybe, uh, you know, new career opportunities for you. So I think when we think about you know, why do we come back? Why do we have Flex with Purpose? We're certainly going to emphasize, you know, benefits to the firm, the team, but there's a lot more benefits for individuals that I think we need to emphasize a little bit more and talk to our teams about. Great. Yeah, Corey, I, the one thing I noticed almost immediately when we were, again, sent home in March of 2020 was I used to lead the Montville Parents Network, and I didn't realize what I had until it was gone because two, three, four months in, I realized I was having these kind of organic conversations with people in the hallway. And then that would spark an idea for me. Right. We need to talk about this. And, you know, fast forward, you know, a few months, I realized like I'm not really connecting our people in those ways because I'm not having those water cooler conversations. Yeah. I'm not getting those in-person meetings and connecting with that person I hadn't seen in three or four months. You yeah. know, I'm just kind of confined to who I reach out to personally, which I wasn't doing a great job of that. Maybe, maybe I'm not alone or who I was in that, that team's meeting with, you yeah, know, and, and then it was the meeting would end and you'd go on with your life. Yeah. So absolutely. And I think there's an important part in that too, is that, you know, as I mentioned, this doesn't mean if you, you work more remote or more hybrid away from the office that somehow you're going to be you're penalized or that sort of thing. It is, it is flex with purpose. So it is based upon conversations you have with your leaders to figure out, you know, what makes sense, but there are a lot of benefits to coming back to the office and doing that more in a consistent, frequent, regular way than the way that we do it today. But another important part of that too is I truly believe that if you're going to come into the office and sit on Teams calls for 10 hours a day, it probably doesn't make sense for you to come into the office, right? Yeah. And so I do think there has to be a little bit of intentionality, forethought, and to say, you know, if I'm coming into the office to meet people, network, build community, I probably need to arrange my schedule in that way, right? And so you may have noticed we, are, we have a lot of events, we have a lot of activities, and that's really obviously to 
you know, drive some of those connections, but it's also a way for you to build your calendar and, and the way that you may come into the office around those events. And you can really organize your time and your day to make sure it's the most effective use of your time. Yeah, Corey, I think you hit on something important there, the, the intentionality of it. Right. Before you come and say, like, you know, I'll see my boss tomorrow, I'll see my boss Thursday, I'll see yeah. him. Like, now it's, okay, we need to make plans. You yeah. know, it's kind of like once, like, right. me, like, you know, I have kids, and now I have to make sure I intentionally make plans with my friends to go see a game or grab a yeah. drink or something. And it's the same thing with, with colleagues. It's like, oh, we're how's next Tuesday work for you? How's next Wednesday work right. for you? Right. And now that we're in here on a Tuesday, and... Um, I'm noticing that more and more, many more people are here now than they were the last Tuesday. Exactly. I came in a few months ago. So you're definitely right. It has to be a, a kind of a deliberate thing. Yeah, I, I, I refer to it as, as, remember, we used to have, or we still do, kind of dress for your day. Now I just call it kind of schedule for your day, right? Like, look at your schedule. Look at kind of what you need to do and, and look in advance a few weeks, that sort of thing, and really organize your day so you can maximize those benefits, right? And, of course, that requires a conversation with your PML, your leaders, making sure, you know, that you're able to do that. But with a little bit of forethought, a little bit of intentionality, I think we can maximize the value for folks when they do come in the office. Because at the end of the day, you know, I talk about all the time, I have at least an hour commute each way. So that's two hours in a day that I don't have, right, when I come into the office. So when I leave, I want to make sure that it was a valuable use of that time, right? Yeah. And, and for me, those are those intangible things, like connecting with colleagues, building community, uh, you know, getting involved with, with, with campus activities, those sort of things, because those things have so many benefits just beyond, you know, firm, location. They really have a lot of benefits to us as individuals. You know what else I, I took for granted, Corey? It was as soon as COVID hit, I'm a big podcast guy. I fell hours and hours behind on my podcast because I have like a 40-minute commute into the office. Right. And I was driving, you know, every day I would work from home one day. Yeah. So four days a week I was driving 40 minutes each way. And I was like, an episode came out. I was consuming that on my ride every day. And I realized, I'm like, oh, my God. It was kind of like the I Love Lucy episode with the chocolate on the conveyor belt. Like, <laughs> it's like I can't keep up with this stuff. It's, right. it's too much content. So, right. yeah, there's definitely our the benefits and driving to the office today, I definitely caught up on a couple of podcasts. So Corey, we touched a little bit on the BRGs. Uh, for me, they've been critical in keeping our people connected. How important do you think the BRGs are and what do they mean to you personally? So, I mean, what I've, I've taken, I took the OMP role almost a year ago. It's been about nine months at this point. And so one of the things that I love, love, love about us as a community is such strong tradition and history of our BRGs and our campus groups and activities. The BRGs particularly are critical, right, to us as a community, to us as that kind of culture, that connectivity that we drive, but also for us to make a difference in our communities. And so we have such a phenomenal, outstanding, active BRG community. Personally, I was the champion for the Pride Network right here in, before I took the OMP role. And obviously, I had to, to move on from that. And Laura Lobb succeeded me and is doing a phenomenal job. But so there's a lot of personal investment for me as well to make sure that we continue that great history uh, and great um, connectivity that the BRGs allow. But it's also um, one of the things that I have done as OMP is I'm going to start to take over as the Mont Montvale Culture Council 
uh, executive sponsor as well. And so that has representation from all of the BRGs where we can actively talk as a community collectively, you know, how things are going. And, and I would encourage people, you know, once back again, once to the, to back to the conversation around Flex with Purpose, I think our BRGs are critical for driving that purpose aspect here for us. And so if you haven't engaged with one, if you haven't gotten involved, I would encourage you to do so because that to me is really what purpose means and the BRG really drives those home for a lot of us here in Montville. So Corey, we like to talk about adversity on this podcast. It's one of our hallmarks. What's the biggest challenge or like, can you talk about a challenge that you overcame and, and how you did it? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. And, it, and it's a great question for many reasons. It, I think, you know, it really drives home a more authentic conversation. I imagine as you have these podcasts, but the other reason why I like it is kind of putting back on my learning and talent leader hat is it gets you to reflect and think about kind of what you've learned. And, you know, I do have, as all of us do, probably many, many examples <laughs> throughout our career about challenges that we've overcame and, and different things that have happened to us in our career. Um, but one of the things that, you know, I, I think if I could leave these listeners you know, one kind of tidbit around challenges and, and what we've learned is to really lean into them. You know, I used to have a saying on my desk that talks about failure and failure is the biggest learning opportunity that we have. And so when you think about your career, particularly, you know, I do this exercise when I work with leaders or I work with my team, you know, when you ask people to go through like their career, they focus on, you know, what they did, what do they contribute. But I'd ask you to kind of tweak that a little bit and focus on what did you learn from those experiences. And that takes some time to reflect. It takes some time to think about that experience a little bit different. And, you know, if what, does you learn, what did you learn doesn't quite get you there, think about your first times. Like whenever you're in a new experience, I guarantee you <laughs> – yeah. those lessons will pop out and they're probably seared in your memory, right? Around the first time you presented to a leadership team, the first time, right, that you had to come up with a strategy, the first time you came up with a project plan and executed on it. And so those experiences and those challenges and those first times, yes, they're stressful, but I would say to you, they also offer the most opportunity for growth, but you have to take a moment and reflect, and say, what did I learn from those? What, what, what was the actual experience? What did it drive for me? What did it actually create in terms of things that I'm going to take with me and my toolbox moving forward that helps shape how I lead, how I work, how I connect with others? And so at the time, they're very scary, but if you take a moment to actually reflect, you'll see that you'll have so much lessons learned from that. I like that, Corey. I, I, I think that, I feel like that should be like a prerequisite section on our LinkedIn profiles. Like right. what's the biggest hurdle you overcame? Like I want to hear the nitty gritty. I want to hear how everything failed. And I want to hear how you tried to put it back together. And if you didn't put it back together, what did you learn from it to yeah. fix for the next time? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think, um, well, of course I'd be in favor of that, but <laughs> I don't know if our LinkedIn <laughs> friends would be, yeah. but, um, but that's something, I mean, we all can do. Right. And, and I would say, you know, part of what's in that is obviously just identifying those experiences, what you learned. But another key part and something that I, I find challenging is taking the time to actually just reflect. 
right? Whether it's five minutes, whether it's 30 minutes, um, I'm always on to the next thing. And you miss those moments to kind of crystallize what you actually learned from that experience. And then a lot of times, you know, it's gone. And so if you just took that few minutes and reflected and say, what is this experience teaching me? I find that that helps stick with you. And obviously you take that forward, right, in your future experiences. So, Corey, I want to thank you for your time so far. As always on the podcast, we're going to have a lightning round. A little bit fun. Nothing you could prepare for. Um, just the I'm way ready. That we like. Oh, I think you are, I'm ready. See, so you're already ready. So that's usually the first question is, are you ready? But if you're already ready, I'm not even going to ask that I hope question. I don't regret those words. <laughs> and here we go. If you weren't our OMP, what would your profession be? I would be an executive coach or a professor. Either one of those two things. I like it. What's the most number of episodes you've watched in one sitting for a show? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, literally all of a season. <laughs> well, the, most of the time in Netflix, that's 10, right? It's about 10. That's it's impressive. about 10, yeah. So I've done that a few times. Not, not many times, but certainly during the pandemic, I felt like I, <laughs> I did that a lot more than I did before that. Have you ever, this came in from the, the Ask Me Anything group of questions. Have you ever been mistaken for a celebrity? And if so, who and did you agree with it? So, yes, I have. And I forgive me, I don't. Well, there's two people that come to mind. Um, one is the Capital One commercial guy that's on the, the TV now. Okay. I actually told my, I have twin nephews. I actually told them that they're like six. I told them that was me. And now they think I'm famous. <laughs> so that's worked in my favor. Um, the other one, and I don't know his name, is the gentleman from Sweet Home Alabama, the love interest. And oh, I can't, the Reese Witherspoon's Yeah, the Reese interest. Witherspoon one. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but that's usually the celebrity that people say I look the most like. Now I got some Googling to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so health ramifications notwithstanding, what food could you eat every single day? Mexican food. 100%. Actually, I had it last night. Really? So maybe you do eat it every single day. <laughs> It makes me miss home. My father f fixes uh, very traditional Mexican food. I, my family's Mexican by, by origin and immigrated from Mexico a few generations back. So there's a long history of, of really good Mexican food. Love it. It reminds me of home. So I'm a big music guy. I got to ask the question. So if you could go back in time and attend any artist concert, who would it be? Who would you see live if you could see anybody? Probably Queen. I yeah. would say. I mean, just, you know. Yeah. Freddie Mercury, that's a spectacle. Yeah. I mean, he was one of a kind. Just listening to the music and the uh, lyrics and just the uh, innovation, just everything. It, it's timeless. You go back and listen to, and obviously, I'm sure their concerts were just phenomenal, just as Freddie Mercury is a performer, yeah. all those sorts of things. So I think that would probably be, yeah, it would probably be Queen. Yeah. Live Aid would probably be a good one if you pick one yeah. specific concert. Yeah, exactly. Phenomenal. Exactly. Although I felt like I was almost there in the movie. Right. When they recreated it, yeah. which is a phenomenal scene. Uh, a historical figure from the past who would make a good Twitter follow. Interesting. I think, I mean, I, my, my first thought was Abraham Lincoln, and I don't know why. <laughs> I think just because he was such a, an amazing writer. Like, if you go back, beyond just everything he did for the country, of course, and how he, you know, spearheaded, you know, so many things for us. Um, he was an amazing writer, so I'd love to see what how he would craft his tweets <laughs> in today's I mean, there's, environment. There's probably a faux Abraham Lincoln out there <laughs> tweeting sure, as him. I'm but sure. yeah, I'd love to see that as well. Good answer. 
Uh, so final question here. If we ask the campus to describe Corey Munoz in only one word, what would you want that word to be? Authentic. And that's a good way to end this lightning round, Corey. Uh, Corey, you've been wonderful. I want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, coming into the office to uh, have these face-to-face conversations is truly important, I feel. It's energizing. It's been uplifting. And on behalf of Montvale, I want to thank you for all you and your team are doing to keep us connected. Thank Thanks. you, Joe. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you, Montvale, for all that you do. Thanks for joining us on the Montvale Muse. Be sure to subscribe to this series to be notified of new episodes. And feel free to reach out if you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast.